Welcome to the Lionstone Podcast, everybody. I'm joined today by my host. Host? <laughs> yeah, That's Patrick. Me, Patrick. And fellow Lionstone coaches, Mason and Sam. Welcome, guys. Hey. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Uh, all right, yeah, sweet. And that's it. Uh, let's just wrap it up. No, all right, see you guys next week. <laughs> so, what, are we, on, what are we talking about today, Matt? Oh, we're talking about the festive season. We're mm-hmm. talking about how to manage um, the festive season because I feel like a lot of us see this where people are like Christmas is coming up, coming up. I'm just going to throw my fitness and my health out the window and eat as many hams as possible and drink as much eggnog as possible and become a slug. Why do you think that is? Why do I think that, why do I think that happens? Mm. (laughs) Because eggnog is delicious and (laughs) ham is tasty. I go for the the fruit mince pies. Oh, fuck. You know what I actually hammer? Rumbles. Oh, yeah, rumbles yes. are good. And get absolutely hammered at the same (laughs) time. (laughs) My, uh, my stepmom makes fantastic rumbles Mm. and I, yeah, get a little bit tipsy Casey. Yeah. But, I think fruit mince pies, Baker's Delight, Christmas morning before like we go for the family lunch, I'll yeah. go buy two or three cases of them and I won't two eat- Two cr- or three cases? Yeah, it's like 12 in each. And oh, I will, I'll be passed out on the couch by like 2 p.m. You've just become a fruit mince pie. <laughs> <laughs> You've become the feeling of a fruit mince pie. What That's about it. you guys? Would so you- is this podcast to answer your two question of how not to become a fat <laughs> Christmas? Yeah, you're going to fix us. So Sam and Mason, uh, Pat and I seem to be having an issue. Uh, we want to not become fat fatter yeah. <laughs> over- over Christmas, like, how would you guys approach that? Like, um, well, first, before we go into how would you approach it, is that something you guys struggle with? You probably not so much, but because you're a machine, you just follow the same thing every day. I'm very routine, so for me, it's not really an issue. But I track, so I just track what I eat. Yeah, um, we don't really do too much for Christmas, so mm-hmm. pretty basic, but yeah, very common with clients and. Pretty much everyone, I think. The general population. <laughs> yeah, general do you, population. Do you track like your Christmas meals as well? Like, if you go no, out, not for, really. No, I'll no, just like a day off cal- for you. Calorie bank. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So what does that look like for you in the week leading up to Christmas? So I just pretty much, because I'm on high food most of the time, I'll just calorie bank that day. What's so high f- food to you? What? So it's like 4,000 calories. That'd be nice. So for example, mm. if I've got 4,000 calories, I'll track 2,500 yep. and then leave 1,500. So for how many days leading up? No, just for oh, that just, one day. Just for that day. Yeah. yeah, cool. If I'm on super low calories, I'll calorie bank for the week and potentially do say, I don't know, 60% of the food throughout the week mm-hmm. and then just bump everything into that one day and just have a big fuck off day. And it's not often you would do something like that, would you? Like this is no. primarily for a special event. Yeah, but probably for me, it's not a good kind of example because I'm on a lot of food every day. For someone yeah. who's on lower calories, they can't really just chew 1,500 off their day. So if someone bank. was on, yeah, like 1,500, bringing them down to 1,000 for five days leading up to is probably exactly. not the best idea. Yeah. So why, why do you track as opposed to just saying fuck it that day and just letting have it? I wouldn't say it'll make too much of a difference to my result mm. just because it is one day. One day is not going to really make too much of a difference. Yeah. But for me, I just, it's just second nature now. Yeah. I don't really think too much of it. I like to track. If I don't have anything on though, like if I'm not trying to be in good shape, but Christmas is around summer. So yeah. I'll stay on track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Sam? Like obviously your, your experience and your clientele will be a little bit different. Um, um, yeah. Well, I've had a different experience around Christmas time the last kind of three years. So three years ago, I was definitely restricting myself and under eating. And I can remember this day clear as day. It was um, Christmas day. And I think I, because I didn't understand the concept of food and how good that is for your energy levels and all that stuff. So I was definitely under eating. 
Um, and I think I had like two slices of ham and like one potato and that was it for the whole day. And I come from a wog family, so you can understand that there is so much food. Hey, why don't you want to <laughs> eat a masmadele, eh? Yeah. Why you not eat a Christmas ham one, two slices, not enough? Literally. Are you sick? <laughs> Literally, I was, I was just completely under eating and I remember like – not even understanding the repercussions of that. I was so exhausted as well. Um, so I did that the first year that I was like getting heavy into training, like heavy, heavy, probably when I started, before I started with Reese. And then I learned how to macro track. So I macro tracked the year after that. Um, and that was pretty good. Like I was in a cut, so I didn't have many macros to play with, but I just tracked it because I wanted to stay in routine and I didn't want, um, that week between Christmas and New Year's to affect my results because that's like prime time summer for me. (laughs) So that was kind of like where my goal led up to was like around New Year's. I wanted to be at my peak. And then last year I didn't track because, I was, yeah, no, I, I just had like a different mindset of, well, it's one day I'm, um, I wasn't in a cut then. So I was kind of like in a bit of a recomp phase. So I knew that I had a bit of macros to play with anyway. And I know that I don't go overboard with what I eat. So I actually didn't track those meals. I think I would have had my, um, planned breakfast because it was like a lunchy um, dinner type of stuff, but I didn't track last year what changed in that year that you went from like hyper diligent to fuck it um i think it's because i'm aware of my portion levels i understand nutrition enough now to know kind of how much grams is of what and i can kind of relate that back to that without having to get out my MFP and be like, okay, I need to pop this in, put this in, pop this in. I have enough knowledge now to know my portion sizes. Yeah. And, and does that, that does that come from just experience? Like, yeah. is that like you've been training and, and tracking for a year? So you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Well, I've been tracking for longer than that yeah. now. So or that added year yeah, just yeah. gave you the, the confidence that you kind of needed to. A hundred percent. Um, and like there comes to a point where I do get the scales out every now and then, but I'm just really like, I'm pretty skilled in the fact of like, I know what that would be. And like, I get it, the scales out to confirm and it's usually around the same thing. So um, I just think, cause I had that experience and that knowledge and like, I didn't want to have the, um, like the stress of having to macro track that day when I kind of knew my portion sizes and control. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like this time of year is prime time fitness influencer. They'll be like, just, you know what, Christmas, if I see you tracking your food, you're an asshole. <laughs> like everyone seems to come out with that kind of content at this time of the year being like, don't track your food, blah, 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 blah. Little do most people know that's gearing them up for a January 1st launch yeah. of a product being like, all right, it's go time now. Like it's all marketing, right? So for the people who actually want to maintain um, their progress over Christmas, it's, it's okay to want to track a hundred percent and I think the only reason why I didn't track last year was because I have really good willpower like I have really good self-control and that was the only reason why um, (laughs) the opposite (laughs) yeah that was the only reason why I didn't track like my my Christmas lunch and dinner I didn't and I didn't go excessively I didn't have dessert I'm not much of like a dessert eater do you eat anything for fun uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) love a bit of chocolate here and there but um yeah it's just I um, I think my downfall, I think, uh, around the summertime, and this is where I will bank 
my ca- um, calories and macros is alcohol. So if I'm going out or something around like New Year's and like after that, there's always like a few events here and there in the summer. So that's where I kind of will have that aspect of banking my calories and my macros for that. And do you bank from one day or do you like do over a couple of days? What does that process It depends on how much I'm planning on going out. Let me give you an example. You've got a... um, a New Year's Eve party coming up. Yeah. Right? And you want to get white girl wasted. <laughs> like, enjoy yourself. Like, completely yeah. no holds barred. What would you do? Um, It depends on what phase I'm in. But let's just say... Right it, now. Right now, I would be going into a cut. Well, I am in a cut. So, I would have to probably... Why did she just, like, look at Mace and then <laughs> be like... trying to pull her calories. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, I would probably have to bank if I was planning on getting absolutely blind, like mm. the barley guy on the scooter blind. Barley guy on the scooter. <laughs> yeah, where he's like, you I'm fucking blind. Mark? Oh, no. <laughs> have you not seen that? No. Oh, my gosh. If I was planning to get that, like, drunk, I would have to probably bank one or two days. I'd pull all <laughs> the calories from Monday to Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would you do in that situation? Because, yeah. Mason, if, if anyone who doesn't know, you do coach Sam, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what would you do? Someone comes to you, New Year's is coming up. Um, it's two weeks beforehand. What, how would you kind of approach that for that week? I'd probably, if they gave me a fair bit of notice, I'd probably pull them into a pretty deep cut coming into that and then use that week as a bit of a refeed. But yeah. then pretty much just make that weekend like hells, for example. So that would be their refeed, quote unquote. If they came to me and just said on a Thursday, this Friday, Saturday is going to be rough. It's time to send it. I just have to work it out the following week. Yeah, so just pull I'd, calories from the other I'd side pull, of the week. Yeah, yeah, I'd pull calories from the other side of the week because even if someone's getting hammered on Saturday, if you give them like a super low day on Sunday and they're hungover, then I'll stick and do it. No, yeah. so <laughs> not, it's better just to give them two high days yeah. and then worry about it Monday. That's what I find. Um, but then just explaining to them as well, like if it's something that's common, just letting them know like, cool, this is fine. You, it's your decision. It is going to impact your result at the end of the day. It's like, it's your decision yeah. at the end of the day. It's on you. It's fine if you want to do it, but then you can't bitch your moan on Monday that your yeah. weight's jumped up a kilo and a half. Yeah, that's and that's the the ownership side of things where mm-hmm. people in uh, who are being coached. That's where ownership does come into it, come into play. But that's also a very there's no valuable, right or wrong. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a, it's a valuable you're lesson. Making the decision, mm-hmm. a valuable lesson in, in acceptance. Like, oh, cool, you enjoyed yourself, you had a fantastic time. It was probably worth the extra. 1.5 kilos on the scale Monday, which will probably taper off yeah. in the next week and a half. Anyway. Fluid retention and shit. Yeah, anyway, fluid so. retention. It will just dissipate. Like it's that emotional game that you play with yourself and going through that, I think is actually really important opposed to being compliant for 16 weeks. And after the 16 weeks finishes and you go on an absolute bender of food and you blow up and you haven't experienced those like micro yeah, um, fluctuations. Yeah, micro fluctuate. I was going to say fuck ups for sure. <laughs> micro fluctuations, either one, um, or micro fuck ups of having to get back on the bandwagon, and that is where, like, I firmly believe, like, long lasting change is made. It's because you're still allowing yourself to live, yeah, and 100%. enjoy good parts of life, exactly. yeah. And then when you come out of a cut or whatever it might be, there's no like massive impulse to uh, to binge. binge eat or even just like giving people food that they actually enjoy eating during the week. There's no like heavy restriction until the weekend and then they binge eat. So like, it's just on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. These like micro fluctuations. Teaching them how to account for it. Yeah, if exactly. they are going out, how to calorie bank yeah. and not trying to like restrict themselves at Sunday because you see people do it all the time and they feel like a failure. Yeah. Exactly. I rate Sunday because I was hungover, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm failed. It's like, 
gave, just gave yourself two high days. Exactly. Could have potentially pushed that away. It's all based on the optics of it. Like mm. if you if you have 2,000 calories and you're on 2K cals and then two days you have 3,000 and you had planned for having 3,000, you're going to feel a lot better than having what you were, like if you were meant to have two 2,000 yeah. day calories. And you went over. And you went over. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to feel like I'm in a surplus of 2,000 calories for the weekend and I feel like an asshole. Whereas if your coach or you just said to yourself, all right, I'm allowing for 3K this weekend and I'm going to either account for it before or after. Like that's, that yeah that process and that um, approach is so valuable to learn. And I, I feel it's one of the uh, the biggest things that we're not taught kind of about food and that like there's no, there's no right or wrong here. It's just a matter of you make a decision, you account for it I and think you giving- own it. So I was going to say, what's the defining factor for whether you track an event or not? For me, my yeah, personal, well, open. I'll, I'll go first. My my current physique goals aren't super tied to an event or like a, a, a time. Like I don't really care. I'm more performance based. But for me, I'm a little bit more lenient with Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And I'll just say, fuck it. And I'll just enjoy myself. At the same time, I won't sit there with a bowl of roast potatoes covered in garlic sauce and be like, I'm fat. Because I just will feel like shit after. So for me, I probably don't track it as much as um, maybe you guys would. But at the same time, my goals are a bit different. So that for me, it's pretty much cool. Do I, what's on offer for the food? Is it worth (laughs) me just being like, fuck it? Um, Or do I just want to rein it back in, have a little bit of food, have a reasonable amount, have a plate and enjoy myself? Yeah, because I think with with clients, especially this time of year, if they're more sociable, they're going to have lots of different events. Yeah, i got no mates. Mm. Well, that's it. If you have no friends, it makes it easier. So that's (laughs) all good. Um, But there's going to be a scale on how important those events are to them. Yeah. Like Christmas Day with your family is probably far more important than going to fucking when's Rebs. Every Sunday. <laughs> I looked morning. at Sam straight away. <laughs> you're, you're looking at the wrong person. Like, you should have looked at me. The, the last time I went there. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would say, well, it depends on who you are, I suppose. Going out for also, a night. You, you're not going to have to worry about calories. Calories, yeah, yeah, You might have to eat extra <laughs> <laughs> the days around it. <laughs> the days I used to go yeah. there, I used to wear my Apple Watch and clock up like 30,000 steps. You can die from mal- malnutrition at Rebs. You can, <laughs> no, you die from dehydration yeah. before. Yeah. You die from, <laughs> yeah. drop a bit of weight yeah. quick straight yeah, to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Downstairs with smokers. Go to Rebs. <laughs> Anyone got it? You know? <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I tell clients is like, yeah. not go get dehydrated at Rebs. But um, Wait a minute. Pat just told me to go get dehydrated at Rebs. So I'm... You can if you want. It's not my decision. He's You're qualified. <laughs> it's just going to affect your results. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, right. and if you want to own that, that's true, though. That's true. But there's a spectrum of how important these events are. So, yeah. and I think giving them like a, I generally give my clients three options mm. for events, mm-hmm. and then they can decide what they want. What are those three options? So, number one would be track. So that's obviously the best option if you can track it. Track it. Number two is calorie bank. So calorie bank either the day or the previous week, and I'll help them do that. So if they're on low calories bank through the week, higher days on the weekend. And then if they are doing that, I'll generally just get them to at least try and do something in the morning. So potentially having high protein and fruit and veg for breakfast and lunch. Then they can go out and have a dinner and, for example, have some drinks. So, for example, if they're on 2,500 for that high day, have a 500-calorie breakfast, 500-calorie lunch, give or take, 1500 calories to spare for the evening go nuts yeah and try and get as much protein in as you well, can there's probably four two. options then and then it's just doing none of that and saying fuck it mm. and there's a fifth that's option your, that's, that would be the third option yeah the fifth option 
don't go. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. stay home. Yeah, that's not the option. That's yeah. that's a joke. How important are your results to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stay home. <laughs> it, like if you're in a comp prep and you really can't restrain yeah, yourself, none of, this, none of this applies to a comp prep. None of this applies to a comp yeah. prep. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's How a whole you, different ball game. What would you say to your clients? Um, basically, very similar to Mason's method. Um, I mentioned like you can track and there's ways to do that. And they're like, oh, I'm going out for dinner. Like how do I track this? Take the fucking scales. So, <laughs> what do you tell them? Because I want yeah. to go through that. What do you tell them yeah, when so they do Yeah, so usually what I like to say is, do you know where you're going out for dinner first of all? And if they're like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, just take a look at the menu like online and just see like kind of the meals that you're kind of into um, and just have a look at what, you know, what you have in there, whether it's like, more carbs, more protein, more fats, whatever the case may be. And then once they kind of have that in mind, if they do, or even if they don't, um, I know this sounds really funny, but um, you know how like everyone always takes photos of like their food and stuff to post on Insta? Um, I just say to them, like, just take a photo of what you're having to eat and then just like have your meal, have fun. And then the next day or whatever, go into MFP and kind of just like navigate it from your photo. Um, And I'm like, just keep in mind that they're obviously going to be cooking with oils and stuff and that. So just make sure you cater for a bit of um, fats here and there to cater for like cooking oils and whatnot. And it just gives them a bit of a rough rough estimate. But like I just say to them, like, look, it's not going to be 100%, but that's okay. Like at least you put something in to kind of manage what you had um, in terms of your macros for that day. So I would rather than put them like put something in than like not at all if they are choosing to track. One thing I do on that as well is I'll get them to send me it. Yeah, send me yeah. a meal, send me a track, yeah. and then I'll tell them what they did well and what they need, what they missed. Yeah. And then they learn. I find that's the best way to educate yeah, them on that. Because then they're like, oh, Mace is always telling me, add 10 mil of oil yeah. every time I go to a restaurant. So I need to start doing that when I'm out of restaurants or whatever it might be. So they can learn very easily from that practice as well. And they'll yeah. usually just naturally send it to me anyway to yeah. see if they're making, if it's making sense. So then I can just cross-reference everything and just double check. And then there'll be some things that they miss. Um, or even if it's like, oh, did you have like a cocktail with dinner they're like oh my god i didn't even think of that so like it's just making sure that your cars have so many calories and the rest man like and the rest especially you get those pink ones i don't know what they are they're very <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> delicious though yeah. i'm a sucker for a cocktail um but it you know i i also have the notion of a lot of my girls previously have been really, really hard on themselves in terms of like restricting themselves before coming into this. So they actually get a bit nervous doing events and going out, um, especially when they've been so compliant up to this point. So I have also, I give them that information of like, if you want to track, you can do it this way. And then I also have like, if they're going out with the girls for one night and they haven't gone out for six months, let them have it. Like if they've been that compliant the whole time, they're following their macros anyway and they've gone like a, like a little bit over in quote-unquote carbs and fats, like, and they're going to train hard as fuck when they get back into the gym on Monday. Like most of the time they'll go on a walk or something after they go out. They're not, they don't hammer themselves to death. Like I'd often go on a walk when I'm out. I need those 30,000 like, steps, guys. Yeah, like I also <laughs> just give them the option of like, you've worked your fucking ass off. Like you can have a break from that if that's going to stress you whilst you're out. I've had clients as well who are just every week is all green macros and I'll get like six months in. I'm like, yeah, you got to untracked weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go yeah. Some fun, man. This yeah. Is like, yeah. this is too compliant. I'm revoking access to your shit. <laughs> yeah. No filling so, in the data. Um, and they really love that and they really respond well to that. And I think that they also like, 
become more compliant after that as well because they're like, oh my God, I don't have to restrict myself so much to the point where like I'm making myself feel not like myself. So, and then they eventually learn how to track whilst they're out anyway. So it's kind of like, it's a learning experience for them. And they learn that it doesn't damage results that yeah. bad by having one day. It's yeah. Off. If anything. Yeah, I yeah. get such positive If anything, feedback. it improves them because they feel more calm, more relaxed. Yeah. Exactly right. So. Bit of bit of um, tension released. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's what it is. Pat, I didn't hear you at the start say, where's Reese? Oh, where's Reese today? Fuck. Where's Reese? <laughs> oh, where's Reese today? Where is he? I have no idea. He's actually, you know where he is. Yeah, this I? is a busy month for him leading up to Christmas. He's got toys to make, elves to manage, <laughs> and a sleigh to get prepared. Yeah, the only problem with that is he can't grow a beard. He did try for like three <laughs> days. Man, he shaved. I'm so mad yeah, that I he shaved. like a bum. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> <laughs> you look like a fucking bum. You look like a bum. Yeah, yeah nice. but no, he's off making toys for kids. <laughs> what a gentleman. <laughs> I actually... Reese took four bullets for me. Did he? Yep. He also saved a kid at the same time from a burning house. What a gentleman. So, so with Christmas in mind, like, what do you guys do in terms of training around Christmas? Because I, I have a tradition, which is I actually train Christmas yeah. Day. I was going to say, I thought well, you too. didn't train. It's like I take the whole month off. Yeah, <laughs> no, December, dead December. <laughs> I just do nothing. I, uh, no, I actually train. What's the tradition for? I do too. Why, why is I that a tradition? I wanted a reason to get away from my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, no, no, no. So I, I traditionally would have a very busy Christmas because my parents are separated. So I bounce between like three or four different homes on Christmas Day. And I just wanted a bit of stability on the day. So I was like, I had an in-time fitness membership. I'm just going to go train. And like, there'd be a couple of people there. So for me, my training stays consistent during that time. Like it never becomes too much to afford myself that time. Because even if you look at December... Versus every other month, sure, it's a bit more busy socially, but I respect myself enough to, to know that I need to train uh, in order to maintain some mental stability. Um, mm. So I train. So what about yeah. you guys, Pat? What do you do around Christmas? Uh, probably not train. No? Just on Christmas Day, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I just on, around Christmas, not specific. Oh. I train on Christmas Day as well. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I've got too much going on Christmas Day to train. Yeah. I'm at like three different houses and I'm just like, I'm not going. Too yeah, many I'm too fat and pies to ready, ready for bed after yeah, all the meals. So I'm like, lightning today, guys. <laughs> happens tomorrow. But training around Christmas, um, if I'm like on my shit, nothing really changes because it's just another month. Yeah. yeah. And Christmas is just like a day, but... It's for my family. It's like two days, and we go for like three different houses and three different meals, and that's about it, really. Yeah, it's not big. Fair. How about you, Mace? I generally train Christmas Day. I have, but I only train four days a week, so I really. Are you only four days a week currently? Yeah, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. I've pretty much been doing that for ages. Yeah. So yeah, four days a week, so I can pretty much fit on other days. Um, yeah. I pretty just easy. like. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's I just it. like <laughs> love. I love being in the gym and I love training and it's one of the things that I look forward to in my day. Like, especially when I know that I'm going to be at the gym today, I'm like counting down till I get to the gym. Like yeah. I get so excited for it and I still have such a love for it. So like, how long I have need you been training? Routine. Oh God. For like over, like seriously, like, like, like hard or like, <laughs> when, how long you been going to the gym for? Um, well, I've been going to the gym. <laughs> Didn't since realize it was such a hard question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, because can I ask no, an easier one? <laughs> no, because I did go to the gym through high school, but like that I didn't count. know what I was doing. Unless you're one of the like, see those kids these days who are fucking yoked. Yeah, in high no, school. it was not like that in high school. It was more like I'm gonna go and like 
not know what I'm doing. I so, went through high school. But I enjoyed it. And you were yoked. And then no, I wasn't. <laughs> and then I stopped like from like 18-ish to around 19, 20 because that was like the party stage. And then my boyfriend at the time was like heavy into training and I just despised it. I'm like, why are you going to the gym and not spending time with me? I'd dump you if you said that to me. <laughs> Literally. Like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. like sh- shout out to him because I'm the biggest hypocrite ever because at that time I was like, like br- I was like wanting him to like break up with the gym for me and now I am obsessed with the gym. It was from our breakup that I'm obs- obsessed with the gym and it just like is now my whole entire life. So shout out to you, so soz, but this is my life now. Um, so He's lost. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that was around six years ago. So it's been six years. Six years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Mace? How long have you been training for? Since he was born. <laughs> we actually came out bicep curling the umbilical cord. One second, this is a tricep extension. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Crushes a water bottle. I'm good. Um, yeah, a while, man. Probably like, uh, probably since like 15, so 15 years. Yeah. Uh, that was at home for a bit. My dad yeah. taught me how to train. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then probably from like yeah, 18 onwards. Yeah. At a gym with people from work and then by myself and yeah. Yeah. So same as everyone here, it's pretty much our lives. The the reason I asked that was because for you, Sam, like you love the gym. You look forward to it. It's it's something that you really like I can see you light up when we talk about it now. Yeah. Um I I remember being like that as well. Like my and I would train seven days a week because I just loved being in there. And it's kind of funny, that was like year seven or eight for me where I was in that. I'm like, this is my thing. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. Now it, it's kind of funny because like it, it kind of changed. So I, it's cool to, it's, it's cool to hear that. Um, is your, uh, Pat, you've already talked about Why do you think it changed though? What do you I, think changed? Oh, if, if, okay. This was meant to be about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's about Matt, which I'm not unhappy. <laughs> no, so it changed for me. So I cha- I trained in a specific, um, call, call it modality. So recomposer mm-hmm. style training. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, basically it's the most amount of reps at the heaviest weight that you can do um, every single session. So like RP 11, every single is session. Is that why you're so injury prone now? Um, I, <laughs> fun, <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> yeah, no, funnily enough, no. 